What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Hey, Robbie. Do you like donuts? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I love donuts. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. She would never say where she came from. Yesterday don't matter if it's gone. While the sun is bright Or in the darkest night No one knows She comes and goes Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Yeah, the guy who wrote that song was Brian Jones, died at age 27, just like Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, there's a whole club of the Amy Winehouse, they die at 27 years old and make the biggest contributions to our lives. It's a blessing and it's a curse sometimes to be that creative, but what a joy it is to know that that's what's responsible for some of the greatest creativity. And it all came to the forefront because of hearing Giannis talk about how he could have joined the super team, but he didn't. He stays in Milwaukee. I would argue he's one of the most beloved superstars in our lifetime. He's close to Shaquille O'Neal at this point. And his career is only in the beginning. Why do I know so much about basketball? Because I spent a good amount of time with the master of basketball, the great Dave Miller, Coach Dave Miller. We used to say, I know a lot about the hip, and he knows a lot about the hop. So God bless you, Dave Miller. My knowledge of basketball is just a little bit stronger because of knowing you. Damn right. That's right. But there was a story of someone coming from Greece and the Mediterranean who didn't know anything about American football. He's a soccer player. And when he went to Indiana University from Cyprus, they wouldn't let him play soccer because he played one summer and got paid. And the NCAA says, forget about it. You can't play soccer. But he can kick a ball. He's a great soccer player. Now he's in the middle of our country in Indiana and discovers, well, they seem to need a kicker for football. And he gets drafted by the Detroit Lions. What a story this is. Euphremium was born to Armenian parents, but on the Mediterranean Isle of Cyprus. When he immigrated to the United States in 1966, he brought with him a soccer-kicking style along with his own brand of humor. Garrow was uh, the, the comic relief for that team. Yes, sir. Sir, I am uh, five foot seven and a half when my hair is down and five eight when I comb it up. Garrow Yepremian for the 1970s was the greatest kicker for the National Football League. He won two Super Bowls with the Miami Dolphins, including 
the most points in 1972 on the team. And that was the year they beat everybody, went undefeated, and won the Super Bowl. And to this day, no one's done that in football. But it's because of the kicker and how many times they save, he saved their butt during the season. What's hilarious is what happened in the Super Bowl, how he kicked, got blocked, picked up the ball, tried to throw it, got intercepted, and they had a pick six. So the score was not 17 to nothing, which would have been a beautiful fitting end to that season. It was 17 to 7 because of Garo Yepremian's bonehead idea. But I want you to listen to him talk about what it was like to discover American football from the Mediterranean, just like Giannis must have gone, what is going on? He doesn't know anything about basketball. He knows about soccer. Listen to Garo Yepremian kind of give us an insight of what it's like to be from the Mediterranean and now winding up in American sports. Thursday night, I signed a contract with the Detroit Lions when they found out that I didn't have a working permit. I said to my brother, what is a working permit? He said, first of all, you came from another country, you need a green card, and second of all, you've got to have a social security card to work in the States. I said, well, let's go and get one of each of those things right away. Oh, he said, it takes usually about a year to get that. He said, I'll talk to the management of the Detroit Lions and see what they can do. We went to the Detroit Lions, talked to Mr. William Clay Ford. He said, don't worry, we'll take care of this. Next morning, they put me in a limousine with two attorneys, took me to the immigration office, social security office, police station. By 8 o'clock, same day, my papers were all in order. What a country. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the same thing happened in Milwaukee. (laughs) I walk into the locker room. It was a huge room. I saw all these huge guys looking for their lockers. I found mine in the corner, and I was amazed. There was a beautiful black bag with a Detroit Lions emblem on it Mm. and my name inscribed on it. I started opening it up. I was all excited to see what was in it. I opened it up, and I saw three pairs of kicking shoes. I had never had three pairs of any kind of shoes in my life. (laughs) Then I saw a helmet, shoulder pads, hip pads, thigh pads, shin pads, all kinds of pads. I didn't know what went where and what went on first. (laughs) But since my brother told me to watch the other guys, I said, this is going to be simple. I'll watch the other guys and do whatever they do. This is the journey. Listen to what he did with the rolls of tape. He has no idea what to do with a uniform. He doesn't know what football is. The first thing this 45 huge players did was to completely undress. I had never undressed in front of people in my life. (laughs) But they're paying me a lot of money. (laughs) I took my clothes off. I said, I guess, I wonder what what else they're going to do now. I'll watch them. I stood there watching 45 naked guys. Picked up two rolls of tape, came to my uh, locker. Now I'm debating to as what part of my body I should wrap up. (laughs) I'll never forget my first day at the hospital for special surgery. 